Welcome back to Puzzling a True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Bailey. And I'm Tiffany. And, and we're, we're your hosts. hosts. Wow, hey! that was good. First we time got we did that. I know. That was exciting. Sarah, how was your week? I was good. I got really sunburnt at the beach today, though. She did. Yeah, she's pretty fried. <clears throat> so that's good. It's okay. I don't care. SPF 50, baby. <laughs> Wear your sunscreen. Yeah. I know. I'm not blaming you. You have a child and shit. But. Well, like, I put sunscreen on her, and then I was like, okay, sunscreen on me. And I put sunscreen on my body, but then I was like, put it on my back. And then she started, like, moving around, and I was trying to catch her and not let her eat, like, buckets sand? of skin. Sand. <laughs> so then I just totally forgot. So it, nowhere else is burnt but my back. Oof. Which is real. Yeah, it's a tough spot, though. It is. I literally had dead skin in my bed for days. Yeah. For my back. Mm, yeah. It was gross. Yeah. It was um, gross. But we took pictures on the beach on Sunday. Avery got little naked booty. Oh, and my we, gosh. And we got... Literally the cutest. <laughs> her little sandy cheeks. I'm obsessed. <gasps> we should have dipped her little butt in the sand. Oh, we should have. Oh, that would have been so cute. She's so cute. Yeah. yeah. She's the cutest. Yeah. But I don't think I really did anything. Thing else we toured the venue but i'll let mm-hmm. you talk about that um but yeah no it's been a good week not much <clears> happening <throat> but you know spending some quality time with the family so that's always good and your favorite auntie yeah auntie tiffa's mm-hmm. <laughs> bailey's face <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean it's fair i wasn't really around this week i was busy and i'm <laughs> convinced that i'm always Avery's favorite auntie, no matter what. So. I mean, I, you spend more time with her than I do, so fair. I'm gonna be real honest. <clears throat> me, Aria me. may be not me. The me, the favorite auntie. Hey, screw you, Aria. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Well, she sees Forever. Aria almost every day. It's, it's okay. Me. Missy Moo's. I'm Missy Moo's favorite. Yeah, absolutely. So. Missy oh, Moo doesn't give sure. a shit about me. She loves you. Not as much as she loves Bailey. No, she loves Auntie Bailey. I walked in the door, dude. Every time I walk in the door, I could literally see her earlier in the day, and I'll come back and just, like, instant, like, paws wrapped around my waist, like, digging her head into my stomach, like. <laughs> Did I talk about how bad of a guard dog she is mm. on the podcast? Yeah, we have. Yeah. She just doesn't give a fuck. How she, she just runs upstairs, upstairs and hides. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever somebody comes around, I'm like, all right. Listen, yeah, she, fine. she's, you know, fight or flight, baby. And she's a flight. Yeah. <laughs> Bailey, how was your week? <clears throat> oh god i just choked <coughs> oh my god uh it was good <laughs> um i Great. just worked, I worked a lot it. um i and um, i really didn't do much i've been going to the gym every day and like kind of just like working on myself and doing what's best for me and my body and it feels great I went to the gym. My ear infection's almost gone, guys. It's, like, oh, yeah. pretty much gone. I'm off antibiotics right now. It's just kind of... I'm leaking. Ew. My ear Ew. is leaking. My dead skin is going to make you throw up. That's going to make me throw up. Stop it. I just have... I, I don't know. Like, I don't infectious... I care. I'm here for it all. Coming out of my ear. <laughs> I'm here for, like, blood. <laughs> oh, also, guys, I'd like to just say before we continue, I'm not against religion. Oh. I <laughs> Did somebody say something? No. Actually, Jess agreed with me, but it's fine. It's whatever. Um, <laughs> I just would like to say that I, I only like to give Tiffany shit because I think it's funny. But if that's what you want to believe. Bitch. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, but if that's what you believe, I'm glad that you have something that you believe in. Because I don't. And, like, and you know, I'm glad you I have think, something to not believe in. Right. Like, whatever. I think it's, it would be nice to have something to believe in. You know? So if that's you what believe you believe in. You believe in aliens. 
I do believe aliens are real. Aliens yeah, are real. I, aliens. <laughs> I got this UFO on me, baby. Mm. Ew, I hate Oh, UFO. I do have an update. Yeah, you're getting a tattoo. I'm getting a new tattoo, guys. I I don't know what it is. I just, I feel like I come up with really good tattoo ideas that I love, and I'm just like, I need to make this happen right now. So the other night, I'm in my room. It's like 1130 at night, and um, I'm with my friend, and I'm on my phone, and I get an email from my girl, I'm not going to say her name, my girl that does my tattoos, and she had an opening on September 1st, and I was like, I'll take it. And I don't even know what she's going to draw up for me, but I sent her my inspiration and I sent her my ideas and she's going to draw something up for me and send it to me like a couple of days before. But I'm getting a hit piece. I'm very excited about it. I'm getting more ballsy with my tattoos. I love that. I kind of love I it. I love that for you. I've also officially decided that my left arm is going to be a sleeve. Okay, I'm the last person to judge about a ballsy tattoo. I've the stupidest tattoos on my body. Very front and center, so. <laughs> I don't even think they're stupid. I don't, like, I, okay, let me just preface this. My dad was in the military. My dad has literally probably, like, over 20 tattoos. Just, like, scattered throughout his body. My dad literally still has his ex-girlfriend tattooed on his arm. Oh, yeah, I saw it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, we FaceTimed my parents, and my, my dad showed Tiffany it. But it's literally a skull with a hat, and it says um, his ex-girlfriend from, like, 40 years ago. It says her name in it, which is really funny to me. But, um... Yeah, so I'm just somebody where, like, if a tattoo means something to the person that's getting it on their body, who, like, who else fucking cares? Like, I don't care. I don't care. I look at tattoos sometimes, and I'm like, that's, I would never get that tattooed on me, but, like, other people might like it. Yeah. Like, my dinosaur tattoo? I, I know that. I I know, I know so many people who talk shit about my fucking dinosaur. Why? Don't talk shit about Steve. Steve? Steve? Steve <laughs> no, is, that can't be true. Steve is literally my BFF. Um, he's no, always got my, my back. <laughs> Wait, no, why are people talking... Do you guys want to hear my idea that I actually just thought of for my sleeve? Yeah. Um, so, you know the movie, uh, Land Before Time? Oh, yes, stop. absolutely. So, I'm gonna do, a, I'm gonna do the tree that has the tree stars on it, and make it come over my shoulder to where Steve <gasps> is, and have one, you like... You have to rename Steve Littlefoot. You're gonna break my heart. Isn't I that gonna be cute? Movie. But were you thinking, like, a little shoulder piece with, like, tree stars? That's so cute. And then, like... I'm you could doing do a so- whole dinosaur sleeve. I'm not doing a whole dinosaur sleeve. That's kind of a lie. But I'm doing this is all. It's all gonna <laughs> be like. It's all gonna be something to do with like nature. So I'm actually. People are gonna judge me for this one, but I'm doing a rainbow trout on my forearm because I love rainbow Why trout. Why are people gonna judge you for that? Because uh, girls with fish tattoos. I don't know. Just something weird. I, but I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna do a, a rainbow trout right here. What? And I, then. What do you mean, girls with fish tattoos? I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know. I have a centipede on my leg. That's true. She does. Where? On my calf. You've never seen Oh, shit! Whoa, I've never looked at it. <laughs> I like the color. I hate this strip. It looks like a millipede, actually. I don't know what the fuck it is. It looks like a millipede. Me. I'm just telling I just, you. <laughs> I hated it. It was a flash. It's a millipede. I don't like the Same pink. difference. I want to get it blacked out. Okay. That's Shocker. Easy. I'll order a tattoo gun and do it for you. Ooh. <laughs> just kidding guys don't do that just kidding jason's you got a sister-in-law is apprenticing and she said she'd fix it but cinder you haven't fixed it yet <laughs> come on cinder come on Dang cinder it. she's but, the one who did my eyeball on my witch anyway that's my update i'm getting a hit piece and i'm starting my sleeve sometime in the next year um my it. sleeve is technically already started i guess because i have that piece right here 
My little <laughs> right mom morals. But anyway, Tiffany, how was your week? Uh, can we time out? Yep. Okay, guys, sorry. We had to pause because Tiffany got her engagement photos back and they're gorgeous and we needed to look at them. I had to look at them right away. I couldn't wait. Um, I love them. I will be posting them so you guys will be able to see them. But um, you just post every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are some that, some that don't need to be posted. <laughs> Alex doesn't like to smile, apparently. So that's nice. <laughs> There are a few good ones in there. There are, there. yeah. No, there are some really good ones in there. I'm very happy with them. Yeah. And they were free. Like, I'm extra happy with them. Right. <laughs> um, aside from that, my week was fine. We went to tour a venue in Olympic Valley, and it was beautiful. Um, but I think we have our venue picked out already, and I'm really, really excited about it. Um... We went to Squaw after Squaw Village and had lunch, and then that's pretty much it. <laughs> but that's all I've done with my week. But Amazing. I like touring venues. And we talked to my mom and my dad. Yeah, we did that yesterday. Right. I like that venue a lot. I just don't like the price for what it is. Hi. Yeah, and like the other venue is just a better option overall, and it's way cheaper. Did you find overall. out they allow dogs? I haven't. <laughs> you need to do that. Email them right now. No, they, Ooh, I'm sure they do. Like I said, like that okay, video but Tiffany, that I saw, I'm like, telling you the video. You know what saw, happens when you assume. I know. I'm it doesn't matter. It doesn't video? matter. That could have been a special permission. I don't care about the video. Email them right now. I, I literally don't. Don't show me the video because I'm not gonna look at it. No, I'm not looking at the video. Hi, Maya. She's ruined everything again. Um, lay down. Uh. I've been bothering him, like, back and forth. I feel really bad. <laughs> but I'm going to bother him again. It's fine. Um, but we're the it's first ones he, on... Be I know. Him. We're the first ones on the list for um, our date. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, of, I think, honestly, for 2024 in general. I think we're the first ones on the list. So we have And what's the date that you have right now? The 22nd of June. Of June? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I know. We that got sounds so like, long. That sounds like... I have something on that. <laughs> no, I'm not. In 2024? No. But, like, I, it sounds like someone's birthday. Like, a birthday or something? I know somebody yeah. whose birthday is June 22nd. My oh. dad got married on June 18th, so we're going to have a four-day gap in our anniversaries. Whose but... birthday is... Okay. I if mean... your birthday is June 22nd, please let me know. Because <laughs> I know it's someone. Somebody's. Um, 622, yeah, baby. So... That sounds Imagine so somebody that we're, like, friends with, like, responds and it's like, that's my birthday, you fucking bitches. <laughs> Probably. I'm so bad at birthdays, dude. I love birthdays. No, I'm bad at birthdays, too. <laughs> I'm really bad at birthdays. <laughs> You've but never she's... missed my birthday? No, I haven't missed anyone's birthday on, she's on accident. At... <laughs> she's great at birthday presents, though. Yeah. I am really great. I'm great at gift giving in general. I'm yeah, really I'm bad at it. I'm terrible. I'm so fucking good at it, dude. I already know what I'm getting multiple people for their birthdays and Christmas this year. Like, Christmas, I have pretty much everybody's Christmas present. Like, I know what I'm getting them. Hold on. Um, Tiffany knows what I want for Christmas, but she refuses to get it for What me. is it? It's a five-pound bag of Lucky Charms marshmallows. I did not say just I refused. No, no, no. I'm just saying if I get it for you, I will also be eating them. That's all I'm saying. No, I want the full five pounds. No. I, I want to be five pounds heavier them. because of those marshmallows. <gasps> Bailey, Bailey's kickoff. 
We don't want to talk to her anymore. I don't. I we don't, don't want to associate I, with her negativity. But like I don't. That. Eat, you guys. I don't eat candy. Am I a candy eater? I'm not a candy eater either. You like ate pe- that entire container no, of no, peach no, 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 rings. No. Alex ate probably eighty percent of that. <laughs> okay, but like, and peach rings are like the one candy that I do love. I don't like peach rings. But I mean, marshmallows. I'm just not a sweets person. If something's too sweet, I don't like it. I'm not a sweets Those person. Those marshmallows, either. how like fluffy They're and so crunchy good. they are. All right, anyway, Tiffany, it's your case this week. It is. And I looked it up. I told you guys, but I looked it up on Spotify, and I could not find any podcast to discover this case. Um, The little bit that you told me while we were in the car. Tiffany's, like, telling me, like, oh, I typed in the wrong name, but this came up. And then she's, like, telling me details, and I'm like, Tiffany, shut the fuck up. She's like, like sounds you like should, a great podcast. Yeah, she's like, you should do you this. Should do and then it. I was like, oh, and this. And she's like, oh, my gosh. And then I was like, oh, and this. And she's like, Tiffany, just stop talking about it and just do it. Yeah. it's. I'm excited for this one. <laughs> I am, too. Um, It turns out it was the right name. He was yeah. a victim. But I don't know how I found him at all, considering he didn't even die. What? Yeah. We'll get into it. I don't know how I found it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, blows I'm my excited. mind too. All right, so let's get into it. Maya's licking my arm. Um, the year is 1989, and on the night of October 11th, which was a Wednesday, Carl Fürst, Kathy Paternoster, their five-year-old daughter Nicole, and their youngest child Carla went out to go rent a movie, like to the movie store. The Blockbuster? Blockbuster. It didn't say which store, but... I bet it was Blockbuster. <laughs> it's either that or Hollywood Video. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved both. We only had Blockbuster. Same. I loved Blockbuster. Um, it was around 9 p.m., so when they got back, it was obviously dark, especially because it was in October. Like, it's dark at 9 p.m. Right. And um, they arrived back, and the house on the... Like, the lights on the outside of the house were off. Like, they weren't illuminated. Like the, like the porch light? Like any of the lights outside. So it okay. could be like garage lights, porch light, whatever. Okay. Um, and that's when they noticed that the lights had actually been smashed out. Oh. Yeah. I hate yeah. that. I hate it too. Uh, when Carl got out of the car, he was shot in the back and fell to his knees. Oh, shit. Yeah. That escalated Yeah, we're really starting. Quickly. We're not starting at the beginning here. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. And he must have been in shock or something because he heard gunshots, but it took him, like, a little bit to realize, like, oh, shit, I've been shot. So once he fell to the ground, he realized he had been shot, um, and then another bullet hit him in the right shoulder, armpit area. So now he's been shot twice. I heard that getting shot feels, like, cold. Oh, I be- and, you, like, you go into shock. Like, your body can't. Yeah, I've heard that it just feels really cold. Which sounds like, terrible. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah. Um, he was not going to just, like, lay on the ground and die, though. Um, he, when the shooter came up close to him and pointed the gun directly at his head, he got up after being shot twice and lunged at the shooter. Damn! I know, which caused the shooter to pull the trigger, and it got him in the chest. So now he's been shot three times. And he still wasn't giving up. So he tackled the shooter, and... Um, like, got him down, but the shooter got away. Where did this happen? This was in California, in, um, Victor, right outside of Victor, well, I guess it's still kind of Victorville. We'll talk about it. Okay. Um, 
but the shooter ended up getting away because like obviously carl's been shot three times like he can't hold this dude down forever you know and he ran off um it doesn't appear that he had even known until after the fact that, like, after the shooter ran off, that his girlfriend, Kathy, was lying on the ground, also injured from gunshot wounds. Yeah. He immediately got help from a neighbor to call for police, as another neighbor was trying their best to help Kathy. Unfortunately, there was nothing doctors or the neighbors could do to save Kathy's life. She was pronounced dead shortly after the shooting due to her being shot in the chest and the head. Carl was e-flighted out of there to the hospital where he was in recovery for eight days. Only eight days. That's crazy. This right? like Superman. Impressive, right? And he was able to tell investigators that the shooter was wearing all black, had a very clearly fake white beard that he described as fuzzy with no mustache as well as wearing gloves. And no one found shell casings at the scene. That's strange. All right. So now we're going to backtrack a little bit. Now that we know how the murder happened. Okay. So Carl, there's going to be a lot of names. So I'm going to go over it a couple times. Carl Fierst and Kathy Paternoster are in a long-term relationship living in Victorville, California. Kathy has two daughters, 10-year-old Lisa and 5-year-old Nicole from either one or two previous relationships. It's not clarified if they have the same dad or not. But um, then her and Carl have a four-year-old daughter named Carla. I just put it together. Carl Carl named his daughter Carla? (laughs) Yes. Makes me want to vomit. I hate when people do that. Um, Um, Wait, okay. But Carla was with them when this happened. Yes. She was fine. The children are fine, yeah. Okay. Um, So. The mom of the group. (laughs) The kids were fine, (laughs) Well, I just want it's an important part of the story. <laughs> so, Carl and Kathy have three daughters. Lisa, Nicole, and Carla. It's going to be a lot of names thrown out. Okay, so, I just... Okay, 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 I'll, okay. I'll keep going through it. Okay. And then Kathy's mother, Betty, was in a serious relationship with a lawyer named Eric Fagan. Betty and Eric lived in Orange County, and it appeared that they had custody of some sort of Kathy's second daughter, Nicole. Um, since the time she was, like, a couple months old. So, they've pretty much had custody of her for five years at this point. That's strange that she, they only had just her. That's what I thought, too. And she's not the first one. Like, she's not the oldest. She's the middle one. And I don't, nothing was clarified as to why they had Nicole or, like, I, I don't know. It didn't, I couldn't find anything that clarified why. Okay, guys, sorry for the brief intermission. Um... (laughs) I just spilled cider all over Tiffany's couch. Yeah, now Bailey has to come clean it up when I get my carpet cleaner back, but it's fine. Where's the carpet cleaner? <laughs> it's for my mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll I clean it up. I have a handheld one. I have, mine's like a full carpet cleaner, but it has like a handheld attachment. Mm. Yeah, I spilled That's cider nice. all over the couch, and me and Sarah both have wet butts now, so sorry, Sarah. It's okay. I'm clear. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Tiffany's fine, guys. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. I'm the one telling the story. <laughs> right. So anyway. Betty and Eric seemed to adore Nicole like their own child, and even went as far as attempting to legally adopt her. Eric cared for her like his own daughter or granddaughter, I guess, whatever you want to call her, and seemed to have a good and loving relationship with her. However, Eric's own daughter, Nancy, thought that the relationship between Eric and young Nicole was peculiar. 
okay. according to the court documents. And also according to them, uh, Nancy said even said that she was, or he was obsessed with Nicole and treated her like she is his little wife by the way he holds and touches her. What the Ew. fuck? And that he had to be by her at all times. I hate no. that. Yeah. Already getting uncomfortable. Betty and Eric ended up moving to Victorville so that Nicole could be closer to her sisters and her mother and be able to spend more time with them. They moved only two miles away from Kathy and Carl's home in Spring Valley Lake. So Spring Valley Lake, I think it's like South Lake Tahoe and Myers. Like, Myers is still South Lake Tahoe, like, mailing address. Yeah. But it's Myers, you know. I think it's kind of like that. Um, So same place, but Spring Valley Lake. Betty and Kathy opened up a mother-daughter business together, and it was a woman's only gym that was conveniently right next door to the gym that Carl, which is Kathy's boyfriend, was the manager of. When Betty and Kathy would go to work at the gym, Nicole would stay home in the care of Eric, but eventually Nicole started making it aware that she did not want to stay home alone with Eric. Ooh. Yeah. So Kathy and Betty started taking her to work with them. I'm not sure if... So, Eric was going to take Nicole on a trip, like a road trip in their motorhome, and I don't know if Betty was involved in this trip or not, or if it was just going to be Eric and Nicole, it was kind of unclear, but they did like a trial run, and they went like the short little trip, and Nicole cried the entire time, like she was not having it, she did not want to be with Eric in this motorhome, so they ended up not going, so there's just like so many I mean, there's red flags. That's a lot of red flags. There, it only gets worse. <laughs> At this point, um, oh, just a trigger warning, this does involve sexual assault. At this po- point, Kathy and Carl wanted Nicole back home with them. And because, like, they were having, you know, suspicions. Right. Um, well, they have their three other children. Like, two other children. Three oh, total. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'm just saying, they're... Like, Kathy is literally the mother of this girl. Like, she has the rights to the child. Unless there's a custody agreement, which is not stated anywhere in the court documents, so I don't believe there was. Um, So, yeah, she, like, has the rights as the mother of the child. But Eric and Betty were not going to let her go without a fight. They didn't want her living there anymore, like, the um, Kathy and Carl, because things started to get concerning and Kathy had found both Nicole and her older sister Lisa in the jacuzzi tub while Eric was next to them reading a book. And it doesn't sound strange. Like, I don't know about you guys, but when I was, um, when I was like in elementary and middle school, my mom had a jacuzzi tub in her bathroom and me and my friends would, like, always get in the jacuzzi tub, like, acting like it was a hot tub and, right. like, be hanging out and talking. Oh, my God, me and my friend Gia like, used to do that. Gia, I doubt so you're gross. listening, but, like, me and Gia used to fucking turn up in the jacuzzi tub. Have yeah. you seen how gross those things get when you clean them, though? Uh, no, Gia's family is very care. clean. They cleaned it, like, they cleaned it, like, after every single use. We would clean it. Okay. I don't know. I was a child. I literally did I not know, but I've just seen it If somebody's got a jacuzzi tub... Yeah, so, like, these, in that shit. these girls being in the jacuzzi tub with, like, um, Eric being, like, a washer. Oh, that's weird. Well, it's not necessarily weird. Like, it it's wouldn't... It's not weird if there weren't any red flags it, previously. Yeah, like, and it wouldn't be weird if they were, like, toddlers or infants and, like, they needed supervision. But what makes it weird is, like, I don't know if he was in there with them or if he was, like, sitting 
next to the tub or whatever. But um, both the girls were nude. Oh. And they're 10 and 5. Like, that's that's too old to be in the bathtub together naked. Five? With, like, five, five, I guess. Yes. Ten, five and ten younger. Ten is weird. Yeah. And to have him being in there just, like, watching them while they're both naked in the tub together. Right. Like, yeah. Another big red flag. Um, the truth eventually came out. In early 1989, Nicole had told her mother that Eric had been sexually assaulting her. Five-year-old Nicole told her mother. Yeah. And not only that, but Lisa had conf- confessed to Nancy, um, which is Eric's daughter, that Eric had also been sexually assaulting her as well. He, of course, denied everything. Um, he told Nancy that he absolutely had not been sexually abusing her and that she had simply walked in on him while he was masturbating to a porn video. <laughs> Um, and that he may have gone down just a little too low while tickling her, but it wasn't on purpose. I hate this guy. Yeah. Or that she had seen him when he was stepping out of the shower naked. And it's like, if there were no red flags before, one of those instances could be understandable. Right. Yeah. But the fact that he, like, his brain just immediately went to three and was like, no, 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 like, this happened, this happened, this happened. Right. Like, you're trying to make excuses for way too many things right now. Right, but also, like... When you're five, you don't know what those things, like, do or mean, so... No, this she... is, um, Lisa, the ten-year-old. Oh, okay. But he could have been, like, no, she saw me get out of the shower once, like, she got uncomfortable, which I understand. That could be explained away, but he could just came up with, like, three different instances, like, no, this, this happened. Immediately, then, like, yeah. yeah. Right. So, bigger red flag. Um, Nancy knew that, like, something was not right. And Eric told Nancy that he thinks that Lisa was just jealous that Nicole got more attention than her and cried wolf of sexual assault. Fuck off. A 10-year-old. Like, sure, it's possible, but, like, I'm sorry, if I was 10, like, 10-year-old me would never have cried wolf of sexual assault because I wasn't getting enough attention. Right. Like, I would have, like, I don't know, stubbed my toe or something. Like, I wouldn't... Right. I wouldn't be like, he's sexually assaulting me. Like, Like, yeah. That's ridiculous. Nancy took her concerns to Betty, and Betty had relayed that she talked with Eric, and he swore he would never do it again. Oh, fuck off. Okay, but the thing is... That makes me so angry. Yeah, but he's denying everything, and then he's like, oh, but I'm not going to do it again, meaning that he has done something. Like, hello. That's him admitting, like, oh, well, it did happen, but I won't do it again. Yeah, exactly. Um, But Betty stayed with him. Nothing was ever done about the abuse on Lisa because when a social worker came to investigate, Lisa told her that everything was fine and nothing had happened to her. Because she's probably terrified. Right. I and don't blame her. And he probably threatened her. I don't blame her. No, for that. me either. She's 10. However, once Nicole came forward, it made things much more realistic to Betty, and she decided to have a chat with Eric about what has been going on, and he ended up moving to San Diego a couple of days later alone. Oh. Good. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, that's not the rest. That's not the I, end of him. I know it's not. But <laughs> I know. Kathy and Carl immediately took Nicole back into their home as Betty begged them not to contact authorities about Eric's behavior. Which, which as is a, still disgusting. Yes, and as a mother, I don't agree with. I'm, I'm not a mother, but like if I was a mother, I would not agree with this. They did agree to not contact authorities as long as they left them alone. Nope. 
And then they didn't leave them alone, and they still did not contact authorities. Nope. I would literally not rest until you're behind bars for the rest of your life. Seriously. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I'd probably be behind bars for the rest of my life, because I'd probably just straight up fucking kill him. Like, then I'd go to prison. It's fine. Yeah, same. Um, so, Betty and Eric still stayed close, and... Why? I guess they were, like, still in a relationship, and I don't know if it's because Betty was in denial, or she thought she loved him, or what, or if it was because he was her sugar daddy. Right. Mm. She, he paid for all of her bills. She didn't work. She didn't have, like, social, I mean, she probably had small What did he do? Whatever. He was a lawyer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, we had money, and he paid for all of her bills. And he was a lawyer? Mm. Yeah. So, okay. I um, see where this is going. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know if, like, he would just drive back and forth from San Diego to Betty's, but the two of them still decided to fight to keep Nicole for themselves. What? Yeah. Betty, what the fuck? I was totally on your Straight side, bitch. Straight to no. jail. Straight to fucking jail. Stop. They went over to Carl and Kathy's house on three different occasions to try to convince them to let her, let them take oh. Nicole back into their custody, and for obvious reasons, they were not allowing it. No shit. The third time that they were there, Eric literally threatened Carl and Kathy by saying that he was going to get them into trouble by reporting them to authorities for drug and tax violations, as well as going as far as telling them that he would say that Carl was the one molesting the girls. And I just want to know that there is no evidence from any of the documents that I've read to suggest that Carl was molesting any of the girls. No, because he wasn't. Right. Well, that's like the Polly Class case where, um, I can't even think of this fuckhead's name, but the killer in court when he was being sentenced, he said, oh, Polly said to do me like my dad did. Yeah. Just to like fuck up someone else's day. Yeah. Like, which is just terrible. Just fucking terrible. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he was like threatening that against them. Um, and this is the point that Betty decided to take legal like, action against her daughter, Kathy. And, like, again, this is not her child. You, like, grandparents don't have the same rights as parents do. Period. Right. right. Unless there's a legal thing about it. Yeah. I don't know why she thinks that she can just, like, take this fucking child. No. Um, after getting wind of this, Kathy decided to hire a private investigator to look into Betty and Eric because they were concerned that they were going to try to kidnap the girls. Especially because Eric had offered Kathy $100,000 to get custody of Nicole. Are you kidding? $100,000. And you don't think that he has something weirder going on? Exactly. Hey, can you be quiet? Get out of here. (laughs) He just went, oh. (laughs) Bye. Yeah, so I would be concerned about them kidnapping my kids, too, if, like, I was in her situation. Right. And after Nancy told was told by Kathy um, about the $100,000, Nancy finally decided <coughs> to go report the abuse from Eric herself. Good. Good. Which, like, yeah, go Nancy, but she should have done it right away. Right. She shouldn't have waited until more red flags kept popping up. I mean, yeah. But at least she finally did it. So now we're in summer of 89, and Kathy did allow supervised visits with the children at her house only for Betty to come, but that's all she was allowing. And this is also around the same time that um, Eric was still living in San Diego, and he went out to lunch with his son, Douglas. And after they were done eating, and he had, like, 
complained about, you know, everything that's going on with Nicole and the, and the kids, he stopped at a costume store to buy a fake beard and told him, if I have to, I'm going to take the kids so Betty can see them. He literally told his son that he was going to take these kids. And I hope that son turned right around and told the mom. I don't believe so. What the fuck? I would. Yeah, I don't believe so. Um, granted, I don't know if he came to authorities earlier than the trial or not, but it doesn't appear so. Um, and after this incident, in July of 89, Eric went out and also bought a 38 Ruger and around a month later went and bought a 357 Ruger. Both revolvers. And this is why I have guns in my house. So now we're caught up to where we started the story with okay. the murder. So, yeah. Um, Kathy was murdered. Carl was injured. And the suspect ran off. Nicole remembered. And so I'm... I'm- Okay, should I not? Bailey. Sorry. <laughs> what? Should I not? What? Like, I'm guessing that the suspect was Eric. Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to be like, and guess who that was? Cause, yeah. Like other suspects. Like, right. No. No, it was Eric. <laughs> um, Nicole had remembered someone saying hi or hey to her, like, after he had shot her parents. Um, and then later on said that they said, hi, Nicole, or hey, Nicole. Just a little detail, but so weird. Yeah. But it shows that she knows him. Or yeah. At, he knows I mean, her. at least if he said, like, hi, Nicole, then, like, that obviously proves that he knows who they are. Um, and she described the same black clothing as Carl, but said he had a gray beard instead of a white one, which is what Carl said. Mm, gray, white, same thing. Yeah. Nicole had also um, told a child abuse investigator only five days after the murder and attempted murder that Eric had been touching her and the youngest girl, Carla, in between the legs with his hands and with chocolate. What? Ew. This is where What a fucking really creep. <laughs> That's a fucking UTI waiting to happen. Right? <laughs> and these poor literal children. Um, he would even go as far as putting melted chocolate onto her vagina and licking it off of her. Ew. It's disgusting. Yeah. Tiffany. I don't know why he didn't... Why you... Like, oh, I wish God, we could I just hate kill them. I <laughs> kill him literally ourselves. don't even want to listen to this anymore, to be honest with you. I, it makes me want to vomit. It's disgusting. It makes me want to throw up. And, like, I literally stumbled upon this case, and, like, all this shit just, like, kept coming out at me, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't right. even know what to expect in this. Right. That's um, horrific, honestly. He would also put chocolate on himself. Oh, God. As no. she put okay. it... His pee-pee is what she said, and was made to lick it off of him. I want to throw up right now. Sometimes he would just put chocolate in between her legs and just leave it there and let it, like, melt in between her legs. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that was just I literally feel nauseous right now. I'm not going to lie to you. And that was just what Nicole said. Like, we don't even really... He said, like, she also said that he did the same things to Carla and Lisa, but we don't know what they have to say about anything. Nicole underwent a sexual examination, and the doctor had found scar tissue that, according to the court documents, was caused by, quote, chronic rough fondling, unquote. Disgusting. Yeah. A woman named Nancy, as well as Cheryl's, um, or Kathy's friend Cheryl, and I think this is a different Nancy than his, um, his daughter. Right. 
but they both observed a man in all black with a fake-looking white and black beard in the neighborhood the night of the murder. Cheryl claims that she knew it was Eric right away because he has a distinctive um, bow-legged walk, and she also got close enough to see his, like, his face and notice that his eyes were blue and like it looked like Eric. Police also found a latex glove with gunshot residue on the outside, discarded on the way on the way out of town, and picked it up for evidence. And even though everyone suspected that the crime was committed by Eric, they had no evidence against him, like no solid evidence. I mean, it's nineteen eighty nine. Didn't have. Yeah, I guess. So. Yeah, and the case went cold for twenty years. Yeah, twenty. So that's two thousand nine that we're at now. Yeah, we'll get there. Um. Police tried to nail him, but they just weren't able to. Like, everything was circumstantial. They found that Eric went to a friend's house that evening named Marie. She had stated that Eric went out for a jog or to go to the store or something along those lines. Um, Basically, he left, and she doesn't know what time he came back because she ended up falling asleep. They searched his car that was at her property and found black latex gloves in the trunk that matched oh, fun. yeah that matched the glove that was found as well as gray fibers probably from the fake beard on the passenger side of his car and he also skipped work that day when police looked into Eric after finding out that um, the bullets that shot both Kathy and Carl were the same size as the two guns he owned Eric claimed that his 38 had been stolen months previous but decided to never file a police report on the matter <laughs> that's yeah. stupid yeah Who, who's Look, who's stealing your guns besides someone who's going to do something wrong with them? Out of your house. Well, it's not even that. Like, if, if someone steal, steals your guns, like, they, that happens. But, like, why would they be stealing them other than to do something bad with them and not have them registered to, like, their own name? So why would you not report that in case, huh, yeah. something bad happens with them and it's not you? Like Exactly. That's stupid. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the three fifty seven was recovered by police, but that it doesn't sound like that was a murder weapon. Um, it's not, it seems like only the thirty eight was, which is so, so convenient that it's yeah, been stolen. Yeah, how convenient, right? Mm-hmm. And like, oh, it's weird that a thirty eight shot them, and you happen to be connected to them, but like, oh, yeah, weird but your thirty eight was just happen to be stolen. World. Yeah, Whatever. it's ridiculous. Um, Betty had a friend of hers call Eric as. Um, at his law firm and tell him the news about the attack according to the court documents he very coldly replied with quote i'm sorry for kathy but i wish they had gotten the stud unquote what's what the husband or the boyfriend carl they want he wanted carl dead oh the stud okay. yeah um after the attacks betty tried getting custody of the children and of course it did not work okay good yeah She even tried to bribe Nicole at her school to try to get her to just leave school and go with her so she can have her. Like, like the teacher doesn't know about the situation and was just going to be like, yeah, go ahead, take her. Like, no, that's not, that's not how this works. (laughs) She shouldn't even be allowed on school grounds. No, she shouldn't be. Well, granted, she wasn't a suspect. It doesn't matter. I I mean, listen, I agree, but legally, she hasn't done anything wrong legally. I guess. Um, ultimately, the girl's fathers were given custody of them, and she never gained custody of any of them. Thank God. It wasn't until 2008 when investigators decided to reopen the case and take another look at it. 
By now, obviously, DNA had advanced, and they were able to test the DNA that was found on the glove, and it came back to be a match to Eric. Oh, shocker. Shocker. So is he dead at this point, though? No. Good. <laughs> God, I was going to be so pissed. Oh, I would have been so angry. <laughs> Ooh, I, was thinking, I, wish, like, I wish everybody could see the relief on Sarah's face when Tiffany I said no. Think, I was like, Sarah okay. goes, <sighs> I was thinking, like, he's a grandpa. It's been 20 years. He's probably fucking dead. Nope. I hope he's old as shit and he's getting the shit beat out of him. Oh, I hope so, too. I literally hope he's, like, 90 years old getting the shit beat out of him every day. He's Broken not. hips. What? Well, he's not 90. That's what okay. I'm saying. I don't care. How I wonder if he? he's still alive. I actually don't know if he's still alive. What's his name? That? How do you spell it? Eric Fagan. F-A-G-A-N. Um, anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. In 2008, they reopened it. Um, uh, sorry, I totally lost my place. Oh, Betty had also told the police at this time that Eric had mentioned to her that he had a plan to kidnap Nicole, but she apparently couldn't remember if that was before or after the murder. Oh. <laughs> Which makes, I mean, kind of makes sense. Like, he could have been planning before. Yes, that is him. Could have been planning before or could have been planning after. Like, he would have taken that girl no matter what. And in 2009, Eric Fagan was finally arrested for the murder of Kathy Paternoster and the attempted murder of Carl Fierce at 74 years old. He was 74. So now he's 86 or whatever, 87. Um, he continued to proclaim his innocence. After he was arrested, Nancy decided to go through his stuff and found that all these years later, he literally kept this at, in his property at all times. A detailed plan to kidnap Nicole oh from gosh. 1989. There were details in there about how he needed to know exactly when she got home from school, the exact times that the bus would pick her up, Articles about disappearing with children, how to obtain a new social security number, identity, etc. What a psychopath. Yeah. He was hell-bent on this poor little girl. Eric even hired a private investigator to find out where Nicole was living after the murder. What a psycho. What private investigator would do that? Right? They probably just don't ask questions. And since it was literally, this was literally in his home, he couldn't deny it on the stand. So he admitted that, yes, he wanted to help Betty kidnap Nicole and that there would have to be two people to do it. One to drive the vehicle away and one to calm down Nicole. You're kidding me. Mm, I wish. He also claims that he wasn't obsessed with her, but he did love her a lot. He loved her to pieces, is what he said. Yeah, whatever. He's going to vomit. He claims that he did go to Marie's house that night, but he was only there to catch up with her and have a beer or two, and then left within an hour, which is not what Marie said. She said that he left to go do whatever he was doing, and then she fell asleep and has no idea when he came back. He even admitted to showering the girls, um, showering with the girls naked, but denied ever touching them. Like... That's still wrong. If you're showering with a 10-year-old and you're both naked, or, you're, a, like, or a 5-year-old, but especially right. a 10-year-old, like, that's still wrong. You're not right. even bled to them. Like, Jason, okay. They're not even married. Yeah, Jason the other day was like, hey, um, I want you to do the next bath because, like, you can clean Avery's parts better. And I was like, she's your daughter. Just, you know, like, I'll show you how to do it. And he's like, I just don't, I just don't want to. Like, I'd rather you did it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And that's her fucking dad, and she's nine months old. Yeah. Like, at ten years old, my grand, like, my dad should not be showering with my daughter Absolutely at ten years old. Absolutely not. 
I would freak the fuck out. Absolutely not. If Jason, no, imagine, her father won't Imagine even, if your mom had a boyfriend and that was the one showering with her. Because that's would, the situation. I would freak yeah. out. Like, her own, Avery's own father won't clean her. Like, I mean, he cleans her, but, you know, like, yeah. he's like, I'd prefer that you did it because it just makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, that might be, like, the extreme other end of it, but, like... Exactly. If Still. Jason won't even do it to his own daughter, like, give her a bath, then, like, you should not be showering with your fucking... Ten-year-old. Your girlfriend's... Your girlfriend's granddaughter. That's fucking At ten gross. years old. That's and five gross. years old. Yeah. That's fucking gross. Yeah. He's absolutely disgusting. And, um, he says at that time that Lisa, quote, caught him masturbating... He had to sit down and give her the sex talk. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like, and but she never mentioned anything about that either. Right. Um, How are these girls now? Are they okay? I think so. I hope so. Me too. I couldn't find anything necessarily about them either, though. Right. No. I mean, they probably don't have I mean, anything they did, to do with it. Yeah, and they, like, um, testified at the trial and stuff, but... Um, in his pre-trial hearing, the gloves in the car were brought up, and he said that he only bought them because he got a good deal on them. But yeah. he never actually used them. There's a, lot of stuff that I, there's a lot of stuff that I can get a good deal on, too, that I don't buy. Yeah. Because I don't need it. Like, why would I, why would I buy gloves? I don't need gloves for anything. What? Yeah. Wait, so, I'm sorry, did you go over this? I was reading this. Was he his own lawyer? He, yeah, he represented himself. I haven't said that, no. Oh. But, but yeah, he was. Because I was thinking, okay, he's a lawyer. He, he got him. Yeah, but he wasn't, like, a... He wasn't practicing at that time, like, that he got arrested. Right, but which I'm is sure like, he's cocky enough to be like, but oh, he's, he, like, I mean, no. he's just an idiot, is what he is. Yeah. Like, but he's he a dealt with scum more of, the earth. of, like, right. financial shit. So, like, if somebody owed a company, like, $1,000, he would, he would um, represent the person that owed the money. Like, oh, he didn't deal what, with, yeah, like... My, that's what my aunt does. Yeah, he didn't deal he's not, with, like, he's not in criminal, criminal yeah. yeah. So, it's not like he really, I'm sure he didn't know that much about what he was going through, but he did represent himself. Right. Um, so, yeah, he said that he never used these gloves, but in his actual trial, he claims that he would use them to create a rock garden at his house or to change the oil in his car. So, already from pre-trial to trial, there's already a lie. Right. Like, sketchy already. Um, he also claimed that he possibly bought a fake mustache from a costume shop, but never possibly. bought a, f- yeah, never bought a fake beard because the beard is what he was wearing, not the mustache. Right. Um, but never bought a fake beard and he would have only used it for a work costume party. Like y'all are lawyers. I doubt you're having okay. work costume parties. So <laughs> subpoena all of his employees. Or, like, coworkers, and yeah. get them to say, did he ever wear a fucking fake beard to your or costume party? Or fake mustache, party? Or like, whatever yeah, you want whatever. to say. Yeah, No. Um, I doubt it. I mean, they're literally lawyers. What what law firm just, like, has costume parties, you know? I mean... It would be a fun one, but... Be, I don't know. <laughs> but imagine... A, <laughs> it's a stretch. Yeah. Imagine the client... Who are you client... dressing us up as? I'm dressing as Ed Kemper. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, like, a client coming in to meet with their lawyer, and they're just, like, dressed as a clown or something. Yeah. Like, oh, my fucking, gosh. Einstein. I'd be like, I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and his son did testify that he bought the fake beard when he was with him um, and talked about how he said that he would take the girls. Um, Eric did admit that to saying that maybe Betty could get Nicole after the murder, but that it was far-fetched 
to kill a mother over wanting custody of her child. I mean, like, he's you're not. I mean, he's not wrong. It's very far fetched, but you have to be really stupid to do that, and he's that stupid. <laughs> yeah, but then if you look at all the things that he was doing, yeah, it's exactly. not so far fetched. No. He stated that he only bought the guns for self-defense in case guns were outlawed and he didn't want to be the last guy running around without something to, to protect, according to the court You documents. live in California. I assume he <laughs> means, like, something to protect himself, but that's not what was stated. Remember how he originally said that he never used the gloves and then changed the story? Well, when they told him that the DNA was found on the glove near the murder scene, he claimed that he wore it to go shooting in the woods around there. Okay, but, like, I grew up shooting guns and, like, exactly. I've never worn gloves. I hardly ever wear earplugs, which is terrible, and I know that. But you should do that. But, like, why are you wearing gloves? And then why are you doing it right there? And I thought you've only ever used the gloves to do it. And then I thought you also never used the gloves at all. And then I thought that gun was stolen. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what? Exactly. Ooh, the stolen gun part. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, the. No, he's so dumb. Um, when they, yeah, so he told him that, but then he changed it to, like, odds are I didn't wear a glove shooting, but that's the only explanation. Like, he can't, he can't even come up with his own story and keep it straight. You're doing great, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> and when you don't think that this man could get any worse, oh, no. he does. I, actually, honestly, it can't be worse than the chocolate, like, no matter what. Right. So, um, police bring up the child pornography that they found on his computer. You're kidding. No. He had claimed that it was to check... I'm just going to actually read this straight from the court documents. He had claimed, quote, It was to check the writing sample of an attorney who applied for a position in Fagan's law firm. The writing sample involved a child pornography case, and the files containing child pornography were inadvertently stored in his temporary internet files folder, unquote. No. I thought he doesn't do criminal law. He probably does here and there but not he's i don't know how what i don't know how law works that's i don't know i think that's my catchphrase whatever whatever he was just (laughs) grasping for straws at that point like yeah um however they were able to see that he had visited these sites repeatedly numerous occasions constantly not know how the internet works no he doesn't um, and this is going to gross you out. I'm really sorry. Um, do you want to know what the title of some of these sites were? Oh, God. You don't. Not really. You but... really don't. I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, Little Virgins was one. Underage Top was one. And various that involved the word Lolita. And for those of you who Lolita? don't. Lolita? Yeah. You've never heard that? No. Okay. I used to know this really weird girl that would talk about it. We'll go into that after this podcast. Um, anyway, for those of you who don't know, like you two, and I didn't really know, like, where it stemmed from, and I'm sure a lot of people don't, um, don't worry. Eric clarifies it for us. <laughs> um, he says it's a book about a 14-year-old girl who gets involved with an older man. So. What? So, basically, an underage child. So, a lot of the titles that he was looking up had the ti- like the word Lolita in it, meaning that they're going to be underage. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I hate this. Yeah. Um, how is that like a slang term? I I apparently the book. I don't know. Yeah, like <laughs> it's just it's just like a way to search it without searching like underage kids. Yeah. 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 Um, the kicker is though that he couldn't exp- 
Like, he couldn't even try to explain away the password-protected file that he had on his phone with um, the title Youngest Girls. You're kidding. It, in 2009, this was on his phone? On his computer, yeah. Oh, okay. I would like to just say how dumb he is. It's password-protected. Mm-hmm. Name it anything else. Like, I'm not trying to help you get away with it, but name it literally anything else. Or just, like, but even then, like, they're probably going through all of his files. But it's, but yeah, seriously. Right. Like, that's yeah, so obvious. Name it, like, Youngest girl. My dog. Or, like, <laughs> fucking anything else. What are you, what are you doing? You're yeah. so stupid. He's disgusting. I hate him. I hate him. Well, anyway, he was eventually convicted. Thank God. In December of 2012, 23 years after the attack and the murder, his sentencing hearing was in February of 2013, and he was sentenced to 25 to life for Kathy's murder, a consecutive life term for the attempted murder of Carl. Oh, so he's dying in jail. Oh, absolutely. Well, I found something. Okay, hold on. Three years for great bodily injury because of shooting Carl, and an additional two years for the firearms. Not really sure what the firearms are all about because like he obtained them legally so i don't know why he was charged with firearms charges but he was and he has filed appeals but has been denied so um he's dying in prison for sure and also in 2001 just a fun little um kicker for the end he wrote a book called quote cast your net a step-by-step guide to finding your soulmate on the internet you're unquote. fucking with me <laughs> Because he apparently met the love of his life in Hawaii online and thinks that he's an expert and can just write a book and tell everybody about it. He's written multiple books, actually, in, in his time before he was arrested. But yeah, that's the I one that like, wanna, is noted. I want to kill him. Yeah, he's well, absolutely foul. So I found this blog because when we were saying, like, how old was he and, yeah, and if is he's dead? he dead or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I found this blog. It's called True Crime Stories. And it says, I could not find Eric Fagan on the California Department of Corrections website, nor did I find an article about his release or his death, an obituary, or any other grave information. The only conclusion would be that it is possible that because of COVID-19 and the fact that California released many prisoners due to this, that he may have fallen into that category. In 2009, at the time of his arrest, he was 74 years old, which means that he was about 85 in 2020 it would also mean that if this was the situation eric fagan only spent 11 years in prison i don't think so though with with those charges and with first degree murder attempted murder and granted he wasn't charged with sexual assault but that's in his files like there's no way even his age that he would be released right but i don't know but but, but it kind of sent everything to shit like not but not well mur- not murderers but at 85 they're probably thinking like he's not who gonna are you defend. gonna kill who are no, you gonna kill i don't and, think they would have done it they she this but we know, also don't know she or he looked up the his california corrections number and he's not in the system he which means time. that he's not in prison currently so but she couldn't he or she couldn't find any death records so it may be that he died he better be dead I just I hope so. If he's not, if his number isn't working, he's not in prison. Hold so on. he's either out or he's now. dead. I'm very fast. He's an inmate currently at the California Department of Corrections in Sacramento. As of when? He's 87. So when was that posted, though? Uh, I can't find it. I don't see like a post date. 
me see. Oh, you guys missed how cute Maya was being. Sorry. Do 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 do. This is current. See, that was very easy to find. I clicked on the first link. Yeah. So, okay. The source that we're using is inmateaid.com, and it does say that Eric Francis Fagan is currently in the California Department of Corrections, the main center in Sacramento, California, and uh, he's currently 87 years old. Okay, good. I was like, there's no way. I mean, I, I get what you guys are saying. Like, he's old. Like, he could be low risk, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like there's no way that they would let his a murderer out like that because of COVID. We're Googling it. We're doing more more Googling. I just want to make sure. I should have looked this up. Maybe. <laughs> well, now I know for next time. <laughs> but, okay, Sarah's looking it up. We'll update you guys in the show notes about what we find. But, right. um, anywho, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And we hope you keep listening to us. And we love you so much. And remember, don't. Be, be evil. Don't do it. Just don't. Don't be it. I need his number again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't be evil, guys. All right. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.